Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss anticipated changes for sports sponsors as we prepare to return to live events, diversifying sports sponsorship portfolios, and even more is Pat LaCroix, Head of Global Brand and Marketing Activation for Bose Corporation. Pat, thanks so much for joining us. Good to be here, Jim. Thanks for having me. Sure. I saw that you mentioned recently that uh, the events of, of 2020, all of those wonderful events, naturally accelerated a shift to online engagement and that Bose has picked up some, some new habits and, and you use the term uh, muscle memory uh, as a result. I'd love for you to uh, elaborate on, on what you meant by that and, and share what some of those, those new habits are. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think like many um, industries and, and brands pre-COVID, I mean, we were obviously seeing a, an increase in in business and, and traffic, you know, digitally versus, you know, the more traditional brick and mortar. But, you know, once COVID hit, again, Bose, like many, many other categories and brands, like it kind of became a, a an accelerated focus on, you know, how to serve customers largely through digital in their shopping journey and then ultimately in their, in their purchase path. So, you know, we, we, we see, you know, e-commerce both direct on Bose.com and then also with our, our major retail partners, just becoming an increasing place of not just how folks, you know, shop and research, but ultimately buy. When we talk about engaging people online, obviously that has a lot of impact in sponsorship activation. You know, and as we proceed through, through 2021 and fans begin to return to live events, what do you see as kind of the balance between the, the, the on-site activations that, again, hopefully we're, we're going to get back to, but also those, those online engagements? You know, I saw somewhere, you know, somebody was saying maybe the average ratio before was 80 live to, to 20 online before the pandemic. What do you think that's likely to be? Unfortunately, I think we don't know. It's it's still like when exactly does it come back? You know, on a personal level, you know, when those dark days of March 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th start to hit, you know, I personally started to set like stage gates. Like at first it was gonna be like, all right, turn of April, <laughs> spring, summer. Now we you know as a parent with kids, like this whole you know, that last school year was impacted, this school year is completely impacted. You know, I, it's, 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 I've kind of stopped trying to put a pin and like, okay, we, we come back at this date. Right. So it's, 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 it's honestly, it's tough to say. I mean, I think seeing that there have been from a sporting perspective, fans in stands 
to some capacity, you know, shows you that it will start to come back. And as the months start to get warmer naturally, particularly in the northern part of the country, that should be helpful and also vaccines. But it's, it's, you know, it's cliche, the new normal, but I, I can't say with clarity what the new normal is going to be. I think, I think there will be uh, an initial um, up wave in experiences, right? People will want to get back to some form of experiences. So travel in general should have a, a big boon. I would hope sporting events and, and live events also will have a, 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 a return, but how sustainable those will be and what levels those will kind of start to set at, I, I don't know for sure. So I think you know, for us, it wasn't necessarily 80-20 live to to digital. It was probably the opposite just on, you know, our consumer and, and how our business is managed. Uh, but I, I can't say what the future will, will be. I think that the, the digital engagement, the direct engagement through digital and, and content, you know, will continue to be at a high level and, and probably increase a bit. I hope life comes back as close as possible to what it used to be for humanity and, and getting back to you know some of our um, pastimes, but I, it's, I can't say with clarity how, what exactly that'll look like. And for us, I think it will be a picking our spots wisely rather than, and kind of piloting back into some stuff rather than kind of going back to the, the old playbook. One thing that I saw you did recently in, in the kind of digital space was a sound sanctuary which I thought yeah. was really interesting. So the Sound Sanctuary program is, is a simple, like trying to get our products in the hands of those who, you know, deserve it or, or, or need it or could get some value for it. So it's, it's in its simplest essence, it's like folks who are going through a tough time or folks who have like really put themselves out there and where we can provide them the, you know, Bose brand and, and products to give them a, a better experience or, or help them through some some hard times. That's what we do. So we, we did a big play around the program um, just this past weekend with the Super Bowl, where we were able to deliver Bose soundbars and other accessories around the Super Bowl to help their Super Bowl, you know, viewing and, and listening experience. And, and um, what was cool with it, with our relationship with the NFL and, and the clubs and, and certain players, we were able to have, you know, pretty premier partners um, like Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, <laughs> Russell Wilson, kind of personally deliver um, over Zoom the uh, the kits to, to those kind of frontline responders, healthcare heroes, if you will, in, in the local Local communities and, and fans of the clubs that they play for. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I was really, really impressed with that. Most people are probably most familiar with uh, with your partnership with the NFL uh, that you just mentioned, but but your sponsorship portfolio has really grown and diversified in recent years. You've got new partnerships with an esports, with Premier Lacrosse League, you know, and you've got your your, your longer term uh, partnerships with uh, Mercedes Formula One. So, you know, I'd love to hear just how some of those decisions were taken. So, you know, why are you going into some of these new areas? Is it to reach new audiences or achieve different objectives? So you could talk a little bit about some of sure. the new stuff that you've been involved in. Yeah, and there's not an exact science or roadmap for some of this stuff. And, and sometimes, you know, sponsorship's the easy, you know, commodity word to, to put on this. But sometimes they're not even like a sponsorship, nor are we seeking a sponsorship. It's more of a, here's a, here's a, partner who can really demonstrate and communicate in a really interesting, compelling way, you know, what, what Bose uh, and its products can, can deliver. Right. So like, I'll, I'll start with PLL because you mentioned it. So that's a funny story. And if he were to see this, he would, I think, have a, a laugh at it. So, <clears throat> so Paul Rabel reached out in the early days of, of COVID and quarantine, basically with a simple, like, Hey, check out these videos I just made with your Bluetooth speaker. And Paul's um, the founder of PLL. 
Just yes, thank you. Yes. Um, sports marketing nerds like myself, you know, we all think everyone knows Paul. That's why I make sure everybody knows. <laughs> and basically he was, you know, in quarantine like everyone and doing workout videos in his garage. It looks like he's in a very nice apartment complex. So a shared garage space with others doing lacrosse workouts with our uh, SoundLink Revolve product. And, and uh, it was pretty, it was really creative content. And that's kind of how we just start talking. It's like, hey, do you, we could do lots more of these types of things where myself and other folks in the PLL can just be like, as we're all trying to get through quarantine and do workouts and music is so core to, you know, exercise and fitness. What do you think? And it kind of just sparked from there. And what's funny, what that led to, and this kind of keys to another kind of prescient development and learning that was accelerated due to COVID and IE go more to digital is, um, demonstrating, you know, kind of product and situation, what these products do, super critical to a, a category like us. And, you know, traditionally, you know, whether it's been in store with, you know, major uh, resellers like Best Buy and Target, and then certainly when we had our own stores, that demonstration experience where people can really, you know, understand and try the products, whether it's headphones or sound bars or Bluetooth speakers or whatever it might be, it's critical in the customer journey. Right. Cause like if you actually try it, especially like, you know, I, I'm obviously biased, but I think we have lots of third party credit credibility that tells us like the Bose product is going to be, you know, of a performance and sound level that is superior. Usually once people try it, like that's, that's a major driver for them. So now as we shifted to digital, being able to kind of give virtual demonstrations and oftentimes through content and storytelling that is highly compelling, entertaining, and, and most importantly, informative is crucial. So. That's an interesting case where the, the the PLL folks, you know, they've made really good content on our behalf and have kind of like opened eyes and and on you know light bulbs in certain cases. You know, I think some of the earliest videos and you know it sounds sounds like I'm talking about like this happened decades ago. It was like nine months ago, but it seems like decades ago. Some of the earliest stuff that they were putting on TikTok, where it was like, oh wow, like especially with the TikTok environment of music and kind of the you know flash and stop and start. It was like, oh my god, like this is on. Unlocking for us how we can use a platform like TikTok to really convey key product features, or more importantly, benefits to the customer in a highly compelling and entertaining way. So that's that's an example where you know I'm proud to say, yeah, we do a lot of work with the PLL. We certainly weren't looking to do a sponsorship with them, and it wasn't like a you know a strategic roadmap. We kind of just you know connected, right? Um, some of the other stuff out there, I think so. So there's a whole cottage of working with kind of content creators um, and and folks who really understand the, the the key digital platforms and how to tell stories effectively, whether it be on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, you know, you you pick. That's a that's been a journey for us and a, a super interesting space. Some of the other stuff you mentioned, like yeah, we have a a relationship in, in with Riot uh, in League of Legends in, in the esports space. That was a bit more of a traditional. We have you know introduced a a gaming headset. We see you know how prevalent gaming is you know across the world, how truly global it is, the audiences it's delivered, the the, the reach and scale of it. So that's that's one we're still you know in early days, kind of getting getting familiar with. But that 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 one would have come more from a traditional kind of approach. But so much more of what we're doing, it's. It's kind of the the lines have really blurred and blended, <laughs> and uh, it's interesting kind of how we find the, these partnerships. Well, and I, I love that PLL story too because you know just the origin uh, of how it yeah. started. But, but it really points to the fact that you know sometimes we 
these are partnerships because the partner knows something that you know or understands something yeah. that you don't. And it used to be like, well, we we expect our our sports partners yeah. to understand their fans, but yeah. now, as you point out, you know they may understand a, a, a new platform or you know, not so new now, but TikTok. And you know, let them be kind of the guide and and uh, and help bring your brand into these these new environments and these new channels. So I think it's a great yeah. Thing. I mean, we're all we're all kind of learning together. Like we in the industry of marketing and 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 creative and and advertising, right? Like it's cliche. It's you know, my whole career we've been saying, oh my god, this the landscape just just changing so rapidly, but it just continue to change, right? Like no one, I. I know Clubhouse has been around for a few months, but like, I just feel like in the last two weeks, everyone's like, oh, we're getting on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> so that's where it's like, I mean, I'm, you know, um, depending on who's watching it, I'm the, I think I'm one of the worst brand side uh, marketers when people are like, tell me your objectives, tell me your initiatives. It's like, <laughs> I could, but like, I mean, they are, <laughs> they're not going to be like stetched in stone forever. <laughs> and honestly, like, you know, I think we can find more organic ways to find connections through, more, more, frankly, just through conversation or ideation than just like, it's not like the, the state, like, here's the brief, go deliver it. Okay, cool. Pass. Let's do a deal. It's not that um, traditional or transactional. Before we leave that the portfolio, I just, you know, kind of on a practical level, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, you've really almost kind of, maybe double the amount of uh, uh, partners or maybe even more that, that you're working with compared to say, you know, four or five years ago from a, from a management standpoint, how do you, how do you handle that? I, I assume that you haven't, uh, you know, hired uh, twice the staff and, and, uh, or worked with a lot of other uh, agencies or whatever to, to manage all that. So it sounds like it'd be quite a challenge. Approach I try to take is, is just stay super curious, stay super connected, both inside um, and, uh, you know, inside and obviously more importantly outside the the proverbial four walls of of the organization, and then always try to find where we can find connections, and you know, be able to kind of you know be be flexible in kind of how we approach things. Always be willing to hear uh, a new way, a new idea, a best practice, uh, a benchmark, whatever it might be. Um, you, know, you know, on a personal level, and and as a as a a professional, like I'm super blessed to work for an amazing brand like Bose, uh, with, you know, with great people and, 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 um, a great kind of commitment and, and culture amongst one another. Um, and then the team that I'm surrounded, fortunate to be with and, and, and supported by in some cases, I mean, they're awesome and they, you know, they, uh, they adapt <laughs> and flex as necessary, you know, depending on, on whims of someone like me or just where things are going. And then, yeah, we have, you know, great agency partners. We've been working with um, CAA amongst others for, for quite a long time. And, you know, they've done a great job kind of like, you know, continuing to, you know, grow and adapt and evolve, you know, both where most importantly culture and consumers are going and then where we need to go as a brand. So it's, it's a total team effort and there's no, no, no day is a straight line <laughs> from A to B. Before I uh, let you go, I do always, when I'm chatting with folks who've been you know, doing this for a while and, and have kind of what I think is a good approach to, to sponsorship, I always have to ask them the measurement question uh, because I think it's an important one. And, and I know that, that Bose has historically been, been pretty disciplined in, in applying metrics and, and really evaluating whether these uh, sponsorships and partnerships are, are working. So I'm just wondering if... Um, you doing anything new in, in those regards in terms of how you're evaluating uh, your different sponsorships? Yeah, I mean, I think at its core, we all we I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, you know, we certainly don't have all the answers. I mean, if if there is a little bit of if you can't measure it, then why do it? 
and and you know how how are you going to know if it was effective how do you kind of improve if you don't have that that baseline so that's i mean i think that's pretty core to to what we and, and many brands do you know i think the what the kpis are for partnerships uh, or or activations in general honestly there's not a set playbook to it i mean it depends really on the initiative the audience um kind of the focus is it short term is it long term that really ultimately shapes the KPI. I mean, obviously, there's you know, uh, you know uh, attention to the to the bottom line, but you know, more and more, it's it's first and foremost focusing on who the consumer is, where we, you know, who we, where where are we with them on their journey, and then kind of applying more of a um, like I said, a short term to to more longer term, like in terms of how do we kind of grow together and and how's that relationship being fostered. So, like I said, there's not a set like measure these three things it's it is pretty um, variable depending on like i said the initiative and kind of where we're at with the, the customer well pat i just want to say uh, thank you very much for for joining me and, and taking some time to to go into these various areas and, and hopefully we'll have a chance to uh to talk again who knows maybe actually even in person sometime in 2020 absolutely 2021 would be amazing but if not 2021 at some point soon it's been a real pleasure and i, I appreciate the time jim all right. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, Pat. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching. And please join us again for the next episode in our All Access interview series.